Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. You ready? Uh -huh. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. I said I was ready, but I had a mouthful of ginger beer. Go again. Start from start from one. Back to places, places. Curtains in fifteen minutes. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. This is Rose Buddies. Tale as old as time. Come here, little my little teacup son. My little teacup son. What's the next line? Strong as they can be. I don't think no. it's strong as they can be. <laughs> Barely even friends. Then somebody ends. Bends. Bends. <laughs> Unexpectedly. <laughs> Harmony. Harmony. Ebony and Ivory. That's not what that song's about. No. Welcome to Rose Buddies. We're talking about beauty and the geek. I know you're hearing us say that, and you're saying to us right now, or maybe in the Facebook Don't make that joke. That it's not a dating show. I, listen, here's the thing. Part of me had my reservations about Beauty and the Geek because it's not a traditional reality dating show. However, in this first episode... Romance. Fucking romance. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are going to eat their words and eat their hats. And I think part of the reason that people may have reacted and said that this is not a reality dating show is because they explicitly tell you in the narration... This, this is not a dating <laughs> this show. This is not a dating show. Which is fair, yeah. Um, but to be fair, their next sentence is, this is a social experiment. So We're very much into that. I mean, here's the thing. If we close off the social experiment door, then we will lose the potential of us doing a full-blown, full-series rewatch of Utopia, which we're going to get back into someday. No, God, Griffin, I know it. I know it. We're not going to do Utopia. This is Utopia. Let's make a brand new start. Who was it who did that it was oh god it was the guy who was on american idol and he became like a rock man son of no. chris daughtry daughtry i think it was is that right yeah i think it was daughtry i don't think i ever knew that no i think you did i think you know more than you think you do i think um, you're much like the beauties in this house and that you know what's going on okay uh so this is beauty and the geek season one episode one uh year premiering year. 2005 on the wb terrible year no, this is back when the WB was, was pretty hot. No, I'm just saying the year was bad. Okay. <laughs> um, the show's premise is there are seven, quote, geeks. You don't, okay, you don't got to quote that. Well. No, actually, you do got to quote that. Because yeah. I, I, I had some reservations about the geeks. These are some fake geek boys. Yeah, uh, seven geeks, seven, quote, beautiful women. Uh, at the beginning of the episode, we watch their casting tapes in which they say things that I guess they're supposed to suggest we picked right. Um, here's the thing. Let's talk about, let's diagnose, there, let, before we dive into like what happened in this first episode, which by the way, I don't think we're going to watch episode two. Yeah, I'm not planning on it. Um, let's talk about like the weird sort of like casting decisions that were made here. For, first of all, the premise of the show, it's kind of gross but it's also not kind of gross because i think a lot of people who are on on reality shows are like they say some dumb shit from time to time and that's certainly true here but it's weird that that is like the characterization of the like all of the women on the show like that's the whole thing is like these smart yeah. these women are very pretty and you know what that means they're also idiots and it's like that's actually like 
they do they do say some dumb shit because they're on a reality show, but I it, like that's a well, kind of, that's very gross. I mean, that's a good point because a lot of the professions you see listed below the names are not all that different than you would see on the Bachelor or Bachelorette. Yes, you know, I, I don't think they're necessarily a totally different breed of people that they brought on the show. They're just really highlighting stereotypes. Right. And and don't get it twisted. Like, the challenges and situations that, that both squads are put in in this show are designed to embarrass them. And that, I mean, for the geeks, it's like, I don't know. I, that, I feel like that's such a... Maybe I'm betraying my, my people right now, but, like, that's, like, that kind of just, like, water off a duck's back. Just <laughs> rolls right off my shoulders. But, like, seeing it, like, hey, attractive women... What's the, what's, what is the, you know, capital of, what does D.C. stand for in Washington, D.C.? Let's see if you know this one. And to be fair, the woman did they know did. that yeah. answer. Yeah, so there's like a lot of situations where the woman was like, are you, fu- what state is I.A.? Like fucking Iowa. Yeah. Duh. Like I'm, uh, uh, there's that. So it depends. This is, this is kind of the classic debate uh, is whether or not you think skills like dancing and socializing have the same value as knowing state capitals and geography. I did love, I think there was, I think her name is Kristen or... There's a Crystal. Crystal uh, got a question wrong about states. And we were already jumping like way, way into the episode, but she got a question wrong about states. She was like, I don't give a shit. Like, why why do (laughs) I need to know where states are? That's not valuable to me in my life. I'm like, yeah, Crystal, you do you. That's awesome. Um, So anyway, that is, that's like the... That's the part of the show that is, like, kind of gross. It's, like, it's meant to embarrass them, and considering one of the team is all attractive women, and the way that they embarrass them is, like, these women don't know anything. Like, it is built on a foundation that is, like, fundamentally pretty gross. Um, But the other thing is a lot of these geeks are handsome boys. Yeah, I don't know if that decision was made because it's a WB show, and they didn't want, like, nobody is, like, uncomfortable to look at, you know? Well, okay, here's the thing. There, I mean, there's a lot of webbed belts. That's how, <laughs> <laughs> that how I put it. Like braided, went, braided belts? Uh, they went to, they went to a, a fucking Marshalls and just like bought a, 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 in surplus, a bunch of web belts and then distributed them to the Are you trash talking Marshalls right now to me? I'm, I'm to me of all people? I know. Uh, I'm trash talking web belts, and I'm saying you take the webbed belts off. Well, these hey, it was 2005. They weren't too far off trend. I guess that's true. Um, but if you take the web belts off these boys, they're just ha- like their one of the guys fall is like, down. Is yeah, what their happens. pants fall down, and everybody laughs. <laughs> um, one of these guys is like kind of a handsome dude, and also like a neurosurgeon med student, and it's like. <laughs> Look at this fucking nerd. Like, yeah. He's an attractive, soon-to-be neurosurgeon. Well, I think for this show, the metric that makes you a geek is a lack of social ability. But that even also not doesn't do it. That's not, it's not. Not it doesn't do it? It doesn't, like, <laughs> because, like, there's, like, a hot tub party. Night two. It's like, these guys, this, this uh. <laughs> Now, there is one, there is, of course, Richard, who is, I'm pretty well, sure, it, a character actor. Yeah. Um, I want to go through some of the occupations. Let's go through. For these people. Let's let's meet these geeks and these these beauties. Okay. So we meet the geeks first, and we find out, here's a variety of the uh, descriptors we get. So there's the med student, as you mentioned. Uh, there's a assistant Boy Scout master. 
Uh, there is a computer programmer. Computer programmer who says, you can't program a woman. I know this from all the artificial intelligence <laughs> studies I've done. And it's like, oh, boy, if you just waited and done this show in 2016, you, oh, if only you knew um, the possibilities. There's a Mensa member. He's the one that looks kind of dreamy to the women. Yeah, he's like a handsome Brad. man. Brad is a Mensa member. Which, from what I can tell, you just take an online test, and then then you're in Mensa. I've never understood Mensa. It just seems like a kind of a club for people who like want to prove yeah. that they're smarter than everybody else. Uh-huh. So it's exactly. like it's like a dick society then. Exactly. Uh, and then our favorite, the VP of the Dukes and Hazards fan club. Um, did you say the Dukes and Hazard? Dukes of Hazards. It's just the Dukes of Hazard. It's Hazard County. They don't. They're not the Dukes of the. Mul- there's. It, they don't live in a county where there are many hazards. Like oh, we got. I mean, they do jump the General Lee over like a creek, but it's not like a. It's not like they're on a fucking golf course. Like oh no, here come the caltrops. We got to drift around those, and then here comes the lava flow. We got to dodge those, and oh my god, a minefield. Uh oh, piranhas. We got to run away from that. And oh boy, there's two tornadoes. We I gotta- did just come up with an idea for a, a new hit weather channel sitcom though which is dukes of hazards okay and it's just very now what does a weather channel sitcom look like is ashton kutcher in charge of that as well or hazardous weather conditions this was an a a plus k production right the beauty and the geek isn't he involved ashton kutcher yes yeah a kutch weirdly enough i think he's also in the dukes of hazards movie you're right he is I wonder if this is that this dude like came to A Kutch. He studied him. Came to A Kutch when he sat in the director's chair and he's like, A Kutch, you got those connections. I got to tell you what's going to be, be hot. You would be a great Duke brother, sir. I don't actually think he was in that. No, I think it was Johnny Knoxville and Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott is kind of like the Ashton Kutcher of that time period. They were both, they existed in the same time window. I feel like Ashton Kutcher was a little bit later. Maybe not. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I was never a big fan of his work, to be honest. Yeah, A. Kutch was not in Dukes of Hazard. Okay. My Seems apologies. like he should have been. Maybe they should reboot that one again. This sweet Dukes of Hazard boy is... Well, first of all, he's not 51 years old. So, like, what yeah. the fuck is your obsession? Where did that, that come from? And it's um, not even, like, sci-fi, you know, where, like, there's a timelessness to it that, like, nerds really get into. It's, like, a very specific type of show i mean i get it it's just like they're having fun out in the country and then then there's an attractive woman and she's wearing these shorts are very short the shorts were very very short and there were car stunts like i get it it's not my thing but like i get it i wish there were more hazards though (laughs) um this dude is like so there's prize money for beauty and the geek um two hundred fifty thousand dollars and it's like what would you spend what would you spend the generally what would you spend your two hundred? <laughs> the General Lee. I would buy the General Lee. I would buy the General Lee. <laughs> um, yeah, Griffin mentioned there is prize money. The winning team gets two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But we haven't even talked about the teams yet. Let yes. me just really quickly get through the women. Did we talk about Richard? Richard is. I don't know what Richard's thing was. His thing was like, I'm a virgin, or I've never kissed a girl. I don't remember. It wasn't he hasn't like done any, an occupation. He hasn't done any. Like it would show like a thing. Like it would show a woman eating a slice of pizza, and it'd be like, Richard, never eaten pizza, never been invited to a pizza party. <laughs> like, oh man, Richard. Richard's just like. I felt like Richard's just like playing that shit up to the maximum. Yeah, it's like he, in order to study up on his best chance of success for the show, he watched a bunch of Woody Allen movies and thought like, I can do this. And that's what he's bringing to the table. Uh, One of the women on Richard 
I think, captured it pretty well. And she called him a white Urkel. Like, very over bad. the top. I mean, it's a, he's on some fucking Jerry Lewis, like, nutty professor shit. Like, nonstop. And it's yeah. like, that's not how humans are. Yeah. Um, also, you're wearing a web belt that's holding up some crazy I parachute pants. I did not pants. know you had such a campaign against web belts. It's just like, what a look. Everyone, go through. This is a Griffin McElroy fashion tip. Go through your stuff. You don't Find remember that belts. look, though, in 2005? Of course I remember that look. I had a fucking web belt. You know why? Because it was handy. It was like, no matter what, if it, Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner, I, I gain a, a pants size. I just move it one one weave down, and I'm good to go. <laughs> um, let me talk about the women. Uh, and I'm going to read these descriptors. And please know these are not necessarily words that I would use, but how they were described. We don't own any of this shit. So there is a, quote, sorority girl. There is a beer spokesmodel, an NBA dancer, a, quote, aspiring fashion expert. That one was great because she, in her introduction, actually said, like, I aspire to be a fashion expert. Which I guess makes sense. Chase your dreams. You can't, like, nobody's, you can't flip a switch. Like, I'm a fashion expert now. I mean, I clearly Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. You just got to make the decision of just fuck web belts and you're so far ahead of the pack uh there's a lingerie model and then somebody who's described as a life-size barbie model Mm. which i didn't know that was a thing or yeah what the fuck's that mean yeah i don't know i mean needless to say she was a very attractive tall blonde woman with a lot of makeup Mm -hmm. so and a lot of accessories yeah and you know her Feet were trapped in that high heel position. And no genitalia. And her fing- fingers wouldn't separate. Yeah. So that seems about right. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so those are the people we're talking about. So if the very first thing that happens is they get led to separate rooms. By a host. By the host. Do we get his name? Uh, Brian, that's Brian McFadden. He was a MTV VJ on TRL, Total Request Live, for three years. Um. And boy, he was he was just kind of phoning it in. He was not doing a great uh, a great job with the hosting duties because it was it, like he walked both groups of of contestants into the house and separated them into these like separate rooms divided by these big red velvet curtains. And he would literally literally be like, "Geeks, welcome to the house. I know you guys don't know what you're here for, but uh, follow me uh, into the house and we'll figure it out." And he walks them into their room. And he's like. All right, sit right here. Walks out and leaves. It's like, that's it. That's it. That's how you intro. That's like your intro to women, ladies, welcome to the show. I'm going to walk you into your room and everything will be revealed in just a second. Stay right here. Like, that's the level. I, it's, it was very, very No charisma at all. Um, and I want to talk about the room that the men were led to because it looked a lot like a Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> <laughs> it did, didn't it? A lot of puzzles and neon, lamps. lots of plasma balls of various shapes, yes. sizes, and colors. <laughs> it was a chessboard. I was afraid of plasma ball. Anytime I'd go into Spencer's Gifts, I would always, like, I would touch the plasma ball, because, like, how can you not? But I'd be afraid that it was going to, like, make me sterile or something. Because, like, <laughs> what is even, what the fuck's even going on in there? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I wonder if Spencer's Gift has to get, like, a special permit to sell them. If you work at a Spencer's Gifts... Just forget about it. Like, it's going to fry <laughs> your seed. 100% guaranteed. Um, and so the men sit there. The women sit in another room that isn't specially decorated from them, for what I can tell. No. And they are told to take turns, one by one, going into the other room, alternating. 
and then they introduce themselves, they leave, and then the man or woman that wants to select them will come out and meet them in the foyer. Kind of a weird draft process, but yeah. okay. Uh, the first guy that goes is like... He's a med student. Right. So they tell the they tell the, the women like, hey, okay, uh, so we got some nerdos and you're going to help them become sociable. And, they, and then the host goes to the, to the men and is like, all right, you're going to teach them how to spell or something. Uh, just like <laughs> as, as insulting as they could possibly be. And then the first guy walks over and it's the handsome med student. And the women are like, oh, well, all right. Well, I guess this isn't going to be that now, bad at all. You know the way they say it? They're like, women... You know, you don't have any experience getting a 1600 on your SAT. None of you have ever been a valedictorian. But there are men in the other room that have had these experiences. And then they go to the men, and he's like, uh, you know, none of you have ever gotten anything because of your looks. None of you has ever gotten a free meal because of your looks. <laughs> it's like, oh. And that's the only value that the women in the other room have, <laughs> oh, is their ability to get some free nachos. I, whenever I talk about shows like this, it's like, I don't even know where to start. I feel like as a feminist woman, I should be saying something to just kind of well, you protest have, yeah. this whole, this whole conceit, but I don't even, I mean, where do you start? It's like, I don't. It's, it's a fucking garbage show, right? It's, we know that it's a garbage show compared to a lot of the shows we've watched is a garbage show. And it came out right in that perfect sort of window of just like, let's make these fucking people. Let's just tear these people to the ground and let's embarrass them. But then like, let's make it seem like they grow a little bit during the thing. Yeah. And that's sort of the little spoonful of sugar helps that medicine go down. Exactly. Uh, uh, and we saw that there was a trailer before this first episode that shows like one of the women crying. Like I, we were, these are the types of men that we just ignore, but they're some of the best men we've ever met. And the guys don't say anything like these women were so smart all along. Of course not. They don't say that. Uh, but you get that, like this, this social experiment is like bringing out some really important. It, like, yeah. Th that's, that was the formula for shows from this era. So like, it's trash, it's trash. And like, it don't, that, I don't think this kind of shit could swing now. I don't think a show 2016 could come out and be like, look at these dumb women talking to these men who are geeks. I hope not. I mean, there's still some gnarly, nasty shit going on, but like this, uh, the point I'm trying to make is like 2005 was just like te yeah. television execs were just like, "What do you?" you that was get? like yeah, go, blind go date, eliminate. Like that was that time period, I think. But it was more like the uh, the fucking Swan, which was like a yeah. reality show where you had competitions, and whoever won each got of the challenges surgery. got plastic surgery, yeah. and uh, like it was it, it we were on some idiocracy shit yeah in a major way and it was stuff like this that was kind of just part of it um so it's trash like i think we just gotta lean into the fact that it's garbage and is not are you the one and it's not the bachelor no no there is very little strategy involved in this show no, none at all um but uh but yeah okay so the med student decides to go first uh chuck introduces himself um, he says, as a med student, I'm used to explaining complicated things to people that aren't familiar with the terminology. And the women are all excited about him because he seems so nice and sincere. And I'm going to try and say her name. Okay. Yeah. This one's a real mouthful. I think it was Kaitlyn. 
It's spelled like Caitlin. It's spelled C A I T I L I N. Okay, so not so then it's not spelled fucking at all like Caitlin. No, women, they sneak there are women that I. spell Caitlin that way. No, there are women who spell oh, their no, names. Oh, no, you're right. There's, there's women no... who spell their names C I A T L I N. That yeah. extra I that pops in there just like, hey guys, what's going on in this name? Oops, oh no, I and ended she, up on the birth certificate. Here I am. She introduces herself. She decides, I'm going to go through the curtain, meet that med student in the foyer. Hi, my name is Kaitlin. I love it. It's like. That's what scorpions have on them to protect them <laughs> from birds. Um, that's uh, a good pickup, right? Like you're on a show called Beauty and the Geek, and let's just like role play it because obviously I think we both fill those roles pretty easily. Griffin, um, no, I'm the beauty. Uh, no, I just, you've made this joke before. I feel like <laughs> okay. So you're the beauty, and you're sitting in the room, and it's like there's a bunch of fucking huge nerdos sitting in there. I'm t- I'm talking about a bunch of Urkels, not Stefan Urkels. I'm talking about the unsexy supplicant, Urkel. Uh-huh. Um, just a bunch of Urkels. Anyway, you got to jump fast when you see one you like. Anyway, here's a handsome med student. Like, I, I, if I was any one of those seven women, I'd be like, oh, me, me, me. I'll just take that. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the, what is it? The let's make a deal problem of you have three doors. <laughs> if they open one, then you should switch your, it's like, definitely go with that. If there's a handsome man in this show about dating a bunch of Urkels, like yeah, I'll take him. Yeah, the Mets doing him. Yeah, that yeah. What was surprising actually was that it was it was a, like a civil organized process. Women would volunteer, and there was never any argument. Like no, 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 I want to be his partner. It was just like somebody would would see those other six up. women. Other six women are probably greedy. They probably like saw that guy, and he's like, ah, oh, his his uh, his hair isn't very attractive. I'm gonna wait and see if there's one that comes out with more attractive hair. <laughs> And then Richard wearing three web belts at once, including one across his chest like a bandolier, is like, what's up? You fucked up. Should have taken door number one, homie. Oh. Yeah, he, his entrance um, is is almost unwatchable. It's literally, it's, fu- guys, it's fucking, mm, Glavin, like, He does a lot of shit. arm gestures and hand gestures, and he's like, he's doing that thing that caricatures on television shows do where they try to be suave but end up accentuating how not suave they are professor frank professor frank he'll make you laugh he'll make you think (laughs) like it was it was but it's like that was it was like acting right but like maybe that is how that dude just kind of gets through the day-to-day which is like yeah i mean somebody uh, at some point told him his best quality was that he was funny and so he just thinks, and that's like, probably something that he's been told I'm his whole lean life. Into that, yeah, it's it's very it's a very big humor. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> you remember that episode of the OC where Seth meets like his evil counterpart, and it's like a guy that everybody thinks is funny, and they stop thinking Seth is funny, but his humor is so big. <laughs> and him and Sandy talk about how Gentiles just like can't can't hang. That's what it's like. Just I bit don't too remember big. that. Oh man, it's I'm such sorry. a good episode. Um. One of the women, the next woman to go in is Crystal, the NBA dancer. And she makes the smart point of like, I'm going to volunteer to go in that room because then I get to see all the men at once and get to know what we're working with. But she has no agency over who picks her. So she could go in and be like, well, there's um, uh, five handsome dudes left and one total swamp monster. And then that swamp (laughs) monster walks through the curtain. No, she actually gets picked by Brad. She's picked by Brad, the fucking handsome, handsome man. Yes. Which like. It doesn't matter how they look, right? Like it doesn't matter how any it doesn't matter how the beauties look or how the geese look. Like they're this is not a they're not gonna 
hook up. This isn't are you well, going to pick the a match? They have to share rooms. And some of them quite literally have to share beds. Yeah, which that's rough stuff. Seems unreasonable. Uh, the first uh, couple that matches up, like the woman literally sprints up the stairs looking for the room with two beds in it. And it's like, this uh, this is it, Al. This one just feels right, doesn't it? This one has a great energy to it, don't you think? What kind of stuff do you think that they sign when they agree to be on the show? Because it seems like a lot to ask a contestant, hey, we're going to make you share a room and share a bed with somebody you just met today. Yeah, I don't, probably the same shit that they make them sign on any show. So... Mindy is the one that calls Richard the white Urkel, and she picks him. That's good shit, man. Uh, Scarlet is a salsa dancer. Which, by the... Hold on, wait. Let's just get into the... Like, if we're going to define this thing, a white Urkel is a minkus. This is known. (laughs) We know this. Minkus didn't have as many fun sort of uh, inventions that he did. Although I always thought that was sci-fi bullshit. You know what I mean? Was Minkus on the college years? Uh, He comes... He comes back for, like, one episode for, like, just a sight gag. Does he age into... First of all, Minkus wouldn't go to this fucking public college that they all <laughs> went into. He, he's definitely Ivy League. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but he comes back for, like, a single, like, gag. At the, I think it's the finale. Okay. He's like, hey, I miss you guys. Is he like Richard when he ages? No, he's actually, he gets, like, really handsome and buff. Like, he's, like, you know how Jonathan Libnicki is, like, torn up and his body's, like, insane right now? Have you seen that fool? The little kid from Jerry Maguire? Oh, no, I Oh, haven't. my God. <laughs> um, I think a white Urkel is a pretty apt comparison. Because I don't remember Minkus being especially over the top. Um, no. I guess that's true. Here's Jonathan Lipnicki. Oh, my God. I know, right? Break me off a piece of that lip, Nikki Bar. Now, now you're just staring at it longingly. <laughs> he was the little boy in Jerry Maguire. You can't want that. Okay. <laughs> I'm now clicking between a picture of handsome, jacked, Abercrombie and Fitch model lip, Nikki, and little boy lip, Nikki. In like a. He's dressed up like in a Cisco gold chain with like bleach hair back when NSYNC was really cultivating that look. Okay, anyway, back to the show. Okay, so I'm just going to go through these quickly. I'm going to enjoy these lip Nikki picks while you talk about the rest of the teams. <laughs> since we're not going to really watch the show again, I'll just go through quickly. Scarlett is a salsa dancer. Uh, she ends up with Sean, uh, who I don't know anything about. Uh, Joe, uh, who is a very small, fair man. <laughs> Uh, I say fair in that he is fair complected. I would say he's also fair from like a ethical standpoint. I also said uh, when we were introduced to Joe that he looks like a maybe a ten year old that a genie uh, <laughs> fortune teller machine turned into adult overnight. Yeah, yeah, he, he a sweet lad, sweet lad. He has a very boyish face. He introduced himself as he's from Minnesota. That he has studied in London. That he likes to make films and tutor kids at the elementary school. Erica chooses him. And I think just finds him adorable. He is adorable. He's a little, little mm. he's a little bundle of fun. Lauren comes in and introduces herself, and you can tell that she is aware that she is on a reality television role, show for a very specific role because she says, "I love to party, love shopping, I don't like to read." Like reading, not so much. My, I love to, I love to dance, and I love to have a good time. I love to meet men, but my SATs, guys, they're so bad, and I would love. It's One like, of you nerds to come and teach me and make me better. She must be an aspiring actress because it's like they sat her down and they were like, you're here because you're beautiful and you are going to be on a show with all these very smart men. And she thought, okay, all right, so my role 
is to be... Okay, what's my motivation? Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm pretty, but I'm not very smart. Okay, so I'll introduce myself and I'll say that I, um, I don't know, that I don't like to read. There were so many seasons of this show. There was an Australian version of this show. Like I saw that when I was looking for it. There's like a bunch of different... It's an international yeah. fucking sensation. And it's like insane to me. Because like, how, how easy were we bamboozled 11 years ago? God, I can't believe 2005 was 11 years ago. Yeah. How easily bamboozled were we 11 years ago that we watched that shit and weren't like, well, this is, pl- this is all funsy, fun, fun play acting. And obviously there's some of that in like every show we've watched ever on, on reality TV. But like this one, man, it's just like well, with, between Richard's just constant <laughs> like sight gags and the, the multiple women who are just like, I can't, I don't know how to read. I mean, if you think about it, Okay, so let's say I'm an executive, and I am noticing there's all these reality dating shows, and it's always very attractive people who don't have careers, let's say, in the sciences. Uh, And I'm thinking, how do I do something new? How do I bring like a new twist to this format? And I've often thought, like, it would be interesting to watch a reality dating show where people seem more like people i see every oh, day disparate backgrounds and not just like 20 yeah. handsome people go and because wild. it was 2005 maybe they were a little crass in their casting <sighs> still extremely crass all right we're at a half hour we need to okay all right all right sorry we need to get busy um so dukes of hazard uh enthusiast picks lauren um and cheryl and eric end up together by default because the last one's left so the challenge is uh, they're going to go to an elementary school and they're going to go to back to fifth grade. Uh, the women are going to have to compete in a challenge where they'll be asked questions about history and geography and spelling. Uh, the men will have to compete in a dance competition. All right. Okay. <laughs> Here's some shit. Like, some of that shit that they ask, I, again obviously designed to embarrass and humiliate both of them um some of the shit they asked fifth graders the fifth grade questions was like i'm actually having a tough time with a couple of these (laughs) that shit drives me crazy like that whole like are you smarter than a fifth grader and it's like a lot of that stuff is like yes it's stuff you learn and then you remember it forever um i was in fifth grade 19 years ago so yeah there's gonna be some of that stuff that just like didn't stick around in the old memory banks I don't know that it has anything to do with intelligence as much as it is, like, I was real deep into Pokemon back then, and so that parts of my brain that was like, mm-mm, oh, Rasputin, I should remember everything about this fool, uh, I was like, no, actually, I should probably remember that at level 36, Charmeleon turns into Charizard. Like, <laughs> Well, to be fair, for example, one of the questions was, what state is east of West Virginia? Yeah, that was rough. But one of the questions was like, well, no, that one was pretty bad, too. What's What state is more southern? North uh, Carolina or South Dakota. That was the one that made uh, Crystal, the NBA dancer, say, like, I don't give a fuck where states are. It's like, that's fine. Like, that's a good point, though, if you think about it. Like, if you get on a plane to North Carolina, you don't need to know where it is. plane's going to get you there. plane's going to get you there, all right? We're not old-timey pioneers. We don't need a fucking sextant and an astrolabe to get from place to place. There are people who do that for us now. Yeah, but if you're in a bar and you meet somebody and... And, and you're from, like, I'm from North Carolina. And they're like, where's that? That that would actually be kind of strange. Yeah. Um, the art of conversation, Griffin, it's important. I will say, one of these fucking questions 
was garbage and it made me angrier at the host, which oh, I didn't know was yeah. possible. He asked one of the women, what is the, what city is the state capital of New England? And I heard that and I was confused. Griffin and I both looked at each other like, what is this question asking? Well, it was a trick question designed specifically to trap the woman. Garbage. Garbage. They're like, New England is not a state. Should we talk about the word calendar? Oh, yeah. It was a spelling word. Calendar. Yeah, the women were asked to spell various words. One of them was tattoo. Uh, one of them was Which calendar. Which she did. She did T-A-T-U, because that band was really hot back no, then. No, she didn't. All the things she said, all the things she said, running through my head, running through my head, running through my head. Whoa. Yeah, I can really get up there. I was, yeah. a, I was in chamber choir. <laughs> um, one of the one of the words was calendar though, and she got it wrong. She did D E R there at the end. And Rachel, think, Rachel was like, "Well, that's a toughie." I don't think that's unforgivable. No, I don't think it's unforgivable, but like it's calendar. All right. Well, um, maybe she's spelling. How does Marie Calendar spell <laughs> the last name? That I don't actually know. Uh, okay, so so the women go through the uh, flashcard challenge. Um, and there's questions about, um, name three states that have new, the word new in them. It's a tricky one. I actually had, I had to think about that. Yeah. I don't think I would have gotten New Mexico, despite the fact that that's probably the closest state to us. And then what state's abbreviation is IA? Um. That one's tricky though, because there's a lot of I states in there. (laughs) Idaho. Illinois. Illinois. Iowa. Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Indiana could be IA. The M states are tricky too, right? Because you got Maine, Michigan, Massachusetts, Missouri. Missouri. Like M O M E M I M A. It's like you got almost all the vowels covered there. Montana. Montana. Shit. What even is. See, now I don't even know. <laughs> no, let's. No, we're doing this shit now because now we need to know if we're smarter than a fifth grader. Maine is M E. Massachusetts is M A. Is it? Oh my God! No, no, it is because Mississippi is MS. Mississippi is MS. Missouri's MO. Yeah. Michigan's MI. Yeah. Montana. I don't know what M- Montana is. MN. MT. Maybe. MT. That would make sense. See, that's what I'm saying. Okay, do you see what I'm saying? It's like yeah. some of this is like <laughs> bullshit because it's like it's tricky, and they were on a timer, and I know we're gonna get like a billion comments on this yeah. on Facebook saying like. I'm from Montana, you fucking idiots. But um, it's tricky. It's hard. Like, some of these questions are, like, genuinely tricky. I find, I, I, I mean, I find anybody who, like, does this shit to embarrass people to establish their own intellectual superiority, which is should be the fucking subtitle of this show, uh, I find that really exasperating. But the whole, like, are you smarter than a fifth grader uh, is, I, I it's... It's like not a good metric for. Well, it's kind of it's the sweet spot, right? Because a lot of people watch reality t- television because they like to sit at home and feel smarter than the contestants, and so watching people fail on television is kind of a hobby for a lot of viewers. I, I, in fact, I would go so far as to call it the Great American Pastime. Uh, so Mindy wins that challenge uh, on Iowa. And then it's the men's turn to do the dance competition. Now, maybe they were clearer with the contestants than they were with us as the viewer. But I didn't realize each team was going to be choreographing a dance number. Uh, And so the men came out with partners 
on the auditorium stage and did a dance number. Um, and I wrote down a little bit. I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about dance numbers. Um, the med student gets his second nosebleed of the first episode <laughs> while he's dancing. And his partner, who's very sweet, uh, keeps trying to wipe the blood off of his face. And this while was dancing. just savage. <laughs> this was just some like. He like says to her, he's like, oh, I'm starting to get a nosebleed while they're dancing. And they're doing a pretty complicated number. Uh, and and she's like, do you want me to do anything? He's like, no, just let it drip down. And she literally reaches up and then like wipes his face. But yeah. then she doesn't know what to do with her bloody hands. So she just kind of holds it upright on his shoulder. Like not trying, just trying not to touch anything or anybody. That's a rough dance, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't know that I would do that for you, my husband. White blood off my face? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'd, like, the dude's... Not nose blood. Maybe, like, if you cut yourself shaving. But you no... would touch my blood? Yeah, but nose blood... It's all the same blood. You understand this, Seems right? Seems like a special kind of gross to me. Um, this dude also didn't want it, because he said, like, I'm not crazy about anybody <laughs> coming in contact with my blood. Um... The but he's backstage holding up a towel to his face, and he's like, that was a lot of fun, though. Was it? Because you were on stage in front of a huge crowd of people doing a dance that you didn't know how to do, and then your nose started bleeding, and a woman touched it. Fun. It was a fun night for me. Because for me, that doesn't sound like fun night as much as it sounds like the thing I'll be having nightmares about for the next, like, Have two years. Have you ever years. gotten a public nosebleed? Uh, I get them on airplanes, like, almost every time I get on an airplane. Yeah. Uh, the so, McElroys get a lot of nosebleeds, I've noticed. Uh, I feel like Justin does a lot. Yeah. Uh, Travis does too. Travis does too. Mostly when he flies, I think. For me, yeah, it's that barrow trauma, son. I get it up there and they shut the cabin doors and it's like, goosh, sipaloosh. Oh. Um, Both nostrils at once. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Richard is a Mindy's partner and she is already safe. Uh, and... He gets up and Mindy tells him, just be really funny while you dance. Which again, Richard is just getting that feedback of like, just play up how ridiculous you are. Uh, so he does a, a kind of a goofy dance that, that you would expect. Um, and he gets 35% of the vote and wins. So because both him and Mindy one they get to choose both teams that will go into the elimination room which seems like a bad prize well this this is maybe the place where you could make the one argument that there is strategy in this game because they were talking about like who's our biggest threat how do we take out how do you establish what a fucking threat is though you know what i'm saying like in this show (laughs) this first challenge was spelling history and geography and then dance well and the the next challenge based on the trailer that we watched it was uh auto auto repair and uh what are the guys even doing we don't know what the guys are gonna do uh oh the guys are massaging the women. The mu- or guys are massaging the women. So, like, how do you establish who? Oh, we got to get rid of them because they're going to be good at changing tires and rubbing women. Like, what? No. Well, if if the woman seems particularly smart and the man seems particularly savvy, I could see them being a threat. Um, this is when they have the hot tub party, and and the fun thing I thought, I think it was Joe that noticed this. So they're all in the hot tub, and the men are all excited because they're in the hot tub, and the women are feeling like. Aren't we doing these men a great service by being in the hot tub with them? And they go around talking about what they look for in a partner. 
And I think it's Joe that notices that nearly every woman highlights trustworthy and spontaneous. <laughs> and Joe's like, I guess I need to become more trustworthy <laughs> and spontaneous. Hey, how the fuck do you be both trustworthy and spontaneous? Doesn't it seem like those two are at ends with each other? No, no, no. No, no, no. I think trustworthy is you're not going to cheat on me. And spontaneous is you do nice things or plan nice things for me that I'm not expecting. Okay. Am I that? Do you think? Do I fit that bill? You're very trustworthy. But the uh, but not being spontaneous, <laughs> that just means that I'm consistent. And a lot of women like that. Too. <laughs> yeah. A lot of women like consistency. <laughs> um, so in the hot tub, um, Erica and Brad spark a little romance. This is okay. Specifically in that Erica is attracted to Brad. Uh, and so she, meanwhile, you know that they're sharing rooms with their partners, but she goes into the room where Brad is sharing it with his partner and gets in bed with Brad and they stay up all night. Just smooching. Just smooching, apparently. Um, this is what I'm talking, like, it's nice to watch that love can bloom in the battlefield. I love it, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it's like, he's a handsome Mensa member. And she's like, he's like hot, like not the guy I typically go for, but he's hot. So we're yeah, g- like if I saw him in a bar, I would I, think I, he was hot. Yeah, so I'm we're gonna make out all night. Beauty and the geek, like the whole like the whole like premise of the show kind of comes tumbling down a little bit, doesn't it? Like, how would you cast this show? I would get on like Reddit and then just fucking <laughs> just randomly pick seven users off Reddit and be like, go nuts and whatever they <laughs> look like, like whatever their shit is, like go for it. Maybe not go for it, because, like, I don't know. But, like, this, it's... No, okay, so so most... If the whole thing is, like, this team's really attractive, and this team's really smart, and then there's some smart people on the attractive team, and some attractive people on the smart team, I mean, I guess, like... Well, that's to teach you, as a viewer, No, hey. fuck that. No, it's... it's <laughs> hey, this is uh, a bad show. <laughs> um... So then the next morning, Erica decides she should tell her partner, Joe, that she kissed Brad. Sweet, sweet. And we see this awkward exchange where Joe knows what's going on, but Erica's trying to dance around it. And Joe's like... Joe was not being very sweet, actually, in this moment. Joe was actually being kind of a prick because he was like, he was like, he said in the behind the scenes, he's like, I know that her and... What was the guy's name? Brad. I know that Mike. Well, she wanted to make. I mean, he wanted to make her say it. She was like, "Be like, no. Oh, did you hear anything? Maybe about me and somebody else." And then he was like, "No. What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Just say it. Just wait, between you and who? Between you and who? And what did you do? What did you between? What did you like? I I get it, <laughs> but it was also him like fucking psychologically torturing his partner yeah. because she hooked up with another guy in the house. Like Joe. Joe may be somebody that kind of plays up. Um, his lack of good fortune because he does say, you know, if I got upset every time a woman I liked liked somebody else, I would just be upset all the time. Sounds like that might actually be yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Let's get to the challenge. Uh, well, so the Richard, fu- Richard, and Mindy decide to send Cheryl and Eric and Erica and Joe. And sweet Joe. To the elimination room. And the way the elimination room works 
is the women and men each get questions separately. The women go in and they're going to get questions similar to the ones they got at the elementary school about history. And the guys are going to get questions about popular music. And so then the teams go back to their rooms and they get a chance to study. And then there's going to be six questions and the women and men are going to take turns picking questions and answering them. This is a weird thing for me um, because it seems like the geeks are going to be, first of all, like quizzing the geeks on shit. Like I feel like a geek, somebody who like does well in school and like their whole thing is they've tested well on the SATs. Like that's all studying. So like it seems like there's an imbalance there of just like... That's a good point. And, and, and also, they were asking them essentially pop culture questions. Yeah. Hey, like, guess what? Like, yeah. Like, if you turn on a television... Geeks nowadays, like, ge- the term geek nowadays is no longer reserved for, yeah. like, people who do well in school. It's for people who, like, can tell you every piece of lore from World of Warcraft. Yeah. Because they, like, have studied that shit. Or, or to be, like, there's... They make a sports joke at some point. She's, like, uh, the dancer for the... Who does she dance for? The... She's not a Laker girl, is she? 76ers? Oh, that's right. She dances for the 76ers. She's like, you know, the 76ers. And none of the guys are like, well, I don't know. Guess what? Like, sports geeks are some of the biggest fucking geeks in the whole world. Yeah. They're people who go to baseball games. They don't watch the shit happening on the field. They just trace the numbers. Yeah, like fantasy baseball? Yeah, that's like that's like pretty hardcore. Fucking everybody plays fantasy football. I and mean, people who get really into it, like, yeah. big-ass geeks about it. But not only that, there's, like, people who are geeks about movies and people who are geeks about I TV. I think that is a new concept, though, right? Like, It's the, not entirely a new concept, but it's, like, it is definitely, like... The, the ter- idea that it's acceptable to be geeky about a particular thing. I think it's just, it's just, the word, the definition of the word has changed, right? Because you watch Freaks and Geeks, and back then, like, they're all yeah. obsessed with Star Wars, they can tell you everything there is to know about Star Wars, but also they did well in school. I'm saying there's a whole genre of people now who, like, I would classify myself in this. Like, I did pretty well in school, but I'm, I I was far down the valedictorian list. Like, I was not a, what I would say, traditional geek, but I can name basically every species from the Star Wars universe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, that, that idea yeah. of, like, a pop culture geek is, like, that's now what the shit is there primarily. Is, it is, you're right, I think it's a skill that you hone as a geek where you're able to catalog and classify information. Because that is something I always noticed for me is that I would be really, really excited about a show, let's say, like, Quantum Leap, for yeah. example. Um, well, not for example, that's, like... <laughs> but I example. wasn't ever very good at, like, naming all the actors that have been in the show or all the episodes in order or, you know, the kind of stuff that real geeks, I feel like, yeah. specialize in of, like, I have very specific information. The, the point is, like, they would ask the women in their challenge, like, who is the current prime minister? Yeah. Who's the, who's the current prime minister? And they, they would say... You know, oh, I don't, I don't actually know <laughs> The that. woman said Robinson, which I thought was a pretty fair yeah, guess. Yeah, just throw it out there, whatever. <laughs> That's a name. Um, but then they'd ask, like, one of the guys, like, uh, what movie did John Travolta star in the 1976 that started a dance craze? And he was like, fucking Saturday Night Fever. Like, I'm a geek. Like, I've seen movies. 1976 <laughs> yeah. is like, I don't know, the year the first Star Wars came out. I can tell you every movie that was the box office hit in 1976. I like, I can tell you every movie that John Travolta's been on. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's the, that's, it's a weird, it's, yeah. not, it's not exactly an even playing field. No, it's not. Um, do you want me to go through some of the answers, or do you just want me to skip ahead? Uh, was there a particularly funny question? Well, I was going to do the... Robinson the, one was very good. The Madonna song. Holy shit. Um, this is going to undo, actually, my whole like pop culture geek thing, because this was, this, was <laughs> this was a crime. This, this was a felony. <laughs> so the guys, I think it was Joe, actually, gets asked, 
Name the Madonna song that was also a dance move and the title of a popular magazine. This fucking fool. And he pauses for a second. And he does recall a Madonna song, but he recalls Like a Virgin. (laughs) First of all, hysterical that that is the only Madonna song that he could think of. Uh, Second of all... Oh, baby, don't forget to remind me when we're done recording, we have to re-up our subscription to Like a Virgin magazine. (laughs) And then we have our dance class so that we could learn the Like a Virgin dance. Maybe, maybe I, I am a little filthy at my core, but I would not be surprised if there weren't a Like a Virgin magazine, uh, specifically in the adult area of the convenience store. That's all I'm saying. It's possible. Don't Google it. Griffin, don't Google it. Please don't Google it. Oh, my. Oh, no. It's just risque pics of Madonna that have popped up. Okay. Uh, Who loses? Okay. So uh, the points are combined, which I didn't realize at first. So the the women go, they answer questions about history. The men go, they answer questions about music. They add the scores together. And um, Erica and Joe easily win. And Cheryl and Eric lose and get sent home. Uh, Rip, I had, uh, actually said earlier on, like, I think I like Cheryl. And, of course, she's the first one gone. We didn't break up the love quadrangle of, uh, Brad and, what's her name? Brad and... The other woman in this challenge. Erica. Brad and Erica still stay together. Brerica, as I call them. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Uh, interesting, Cheryl and Eric, the couple that went home, were also the couple that didn't actually actively cho- choose each other. Yeah, see, that's the... They just got paired by default. So, next week we get a commercial for a show we're not going to watch, which was the men are going to massage the women, gross, and the women are going to change tires and do some uh, basic auto repair shit. You know, real geek shit. Yeah, that's like how I knew... Like, changing the tire and, re- like... <sighs> that's how I knew Griffin for sure was a real geek, because he changed my tires How do you me. not fucking get... That's the opposite... That's the, that's the <laughs> opposite of the thing. Yeah. You never go to a mechanic. You're like, look at these fucking nerds. What would be a better challenge for the women to, like, really get them in touch with geek traits? Um, I mean, I could do, like, a Star Wars species trivia challenge. Well, they already did, like, a, Admiral a trivia Akbar. challenge. Well, what was his species? Admiral Akbar. What's the name of the Wookiee home planet? What was Jabba's species? See, that would be, like, the difficulty. I can't answer any of Jabba's, these. Jabba's species? Hut. You got it. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's Jabba the Hut. That's, like, his whole thing. It's his whole shtick. I thought maybe that was, like, a derogatory thing because he was so big. <laughs> They just call, like, <laughs> overweight people huts? This they creature, probably do to, like, be mean, but... This creature is as big as a hut. So you know this from Star Wars games? Um, I don't know how I... I think it's in my blood. I think I got a lot of midichlorians <laughs> in there. <laughs> the McElroys are just born. Do you think Travis and Justin know this stuff as well as you do? Uh, I don't know if they know, like, deep lore about the Trandoshans, but... Oh, my God. What's wrong? Can we tell the story? Yeah, it's a fun story. So this is, a, in our this relationship. is a quote, quote unquote fun story. This is in the first year of our relationship. Yeah, maybe, the, maybe the first six months. Even. Yeah, we hadn't been dating very long. Um, maybe even first three months because it was summertime. Yeah, it was early. And uh, we were watching Star Wars. We were watching Star Wars. I don't remember playing, which one. Playing Scrabble. I think it was the first one. And uh, I was like just rattling, rattling off <laughs> shit about, you know, the, the native flora and fauna to Kashyyyk. 
and uh, Rachel was like, "You can remember all this shit, but you can't remember my birthday." No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't start you off at a disadvantage like that. You were you were speaking about Star Wars minutia, and I said, "What's my birthday?" And I was like, "Please." March 30th. Yeah, it is not. Close. I was so you were very, close. very close. As close as I could be. It was March 29th. Yeah. Which, by the way, listeners, you missed it by a, a few weeks now. <laughs> Rachel was heartbroken. You, you missed Griffin's birthday. Well, no, you didn't, actually. <laughs> Some Rose Buddies fans mentioned oh, it. Oh, yeah, that was sweet. That was because I I really sounded the trumpet on your birthday. It's true. Um, Beauty and the Geek, final thoughts. I'm glad that... Uh, I mean, whatever. Like, it's a free market. Shows like this don't exist anymore because they're fucking garbage and really low production quality and horrible ideas. And, like, people watched them for a minute and then fell off because they, like, couldn't live with how gross they felt. I'm no fashion expert, um, but I aspire to be one. (laughs) And I will say that there's something about watching a show like Are You the One, which is modern day, kind of reflects our modern sensibilities, our modern, you know, fashion interests. It's still say. some yucky stuff going and on, then, but as a show structure, there's interesting stuff in the but structure. But going back it. and watching any show from this time period, like the Of Love franchise or Beauty and the Geek, 2005 doesn't doesn't jibe with the way that we approach reality television these days. Because there has to be... It used to it's just the, be... The webbed belt of fashion, let's say. <laughs> back when this shit was just novel... You could just, like, get a bunch of different people in a room and then make jokes about each other and be, like, mean, right? Like, there used to be reality shows, the point of which were just, let's fucking be mean to everybody. And they were so cynical cynical and, like, so hostile. Yeah. And people would, like, tune into them. And uh, it's, I think it's actually a better reflection on our society, if you want to look at it this way, that shows like this don't really get made as much anymore. Like, Do you now have we're a hypothesis more into, like, on what changed that? I mean, the only thing I can hope is that we were on some Ghostbusters 2 shit, like beating the mood slime of just like everybody like, oh, I don't watch that show anymore because it's gross. Or you maybe think it like, was Obama that changed it? Yeah, I think it's probably Obama. America started to hope again? There's definitely some gross shows being made. I don't want the point of this to be like, Griffin thinks that all reality television is as good as it's going to be and it's, it's <laughs> yeah. making us all an educated and better society. Like, obviously, that's 100% not true. <laughs> I'm just saying, this, this, this show is the the like archetype of the dark ages where it's just like a reality shows came out so fast and so furious and they would make them on a shoestring budget over the course of like three weeks and the point of the reality show could just be look at these fucking nerds and look at these like dumb women and just let's just fucking harangue them. And then at the end, but then at the end, last episode, we're gonna be like, I think we learned a lot from this. You can't like, did you learn a lot from this? Or are you just trying to flip it? Because you basically made a show that was just like, fuck all these people. Fuck all these people for real, though. A lot of people have, like suggested shows. And it's like, fine. Like, I don't think we've established. We have a, a not great track record of the shows that we've watched between Bachelor, Bachelorette seasons in terms of being like high quality, non-gross programming. But like, yeah, I don't want to watch a show where like they trick a bunch of women into thinking that a guy is a millionaire and then like pull the rug out from under him. <laughs> got you. Got you. Look at all these shallow things. You know what I'm talking about? Like shows are gross nowadays when they focus on gross subjects and they represent them in gross ways. But that's, I think that's a little bit better than the shows that used to be just like 
Look at these fucking morons. Yeah, well, and maybe it's just a taste thing, you know, because I think there are a lot of people that still watch reality television to kind of laugh at, you know, people that are, are making poor choices. But I think Griffin and I like shows like The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I mean, obviously, there's that component of entertainment. But, you know, I want to see people like have hard decisions to make and to see what they do. The, di- the difference, I would say, is that Bachelor and Bachelorette don't actively invite you as part of the show's core premise yeah to fucking like despise and pick apart people just based on who they are or not even who they are but these like broad categories that they fall into yeah the broad category i think that's true because there are villains every season there's villains every season but that you're that's encouraged like, to but that's like right but that's like just them playing a part yeah. it's so 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 very very different from just like all these guys are fucking geeks. Well, that guy's actually like really handsome and kind of smooth, and he's like, a, no, they're they're fucking geeks. Fuck these guys, right? Fuck these guys. Look at all these dumb women. Like, actually, like a lot of them actually know some stuff, and like you're asking them trivia questions that a lot of people would have. No, no, they're, they're fucking dumb. You gotta hate them. Hate them. Like that's that shit. Oh God. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Uh, it's I I I feel like I didn't watch any of those shows growing up. I didn't watch, like, I watched, like, Survivor. I liked stuff that had a competitive element. We've talked about this on the show. Like, we like shows where people who are good at shit do shit they're good at. And we like shows where there's, like, strategy and teamwork. And you did tell me you watched Flavor of Love, though. I didn't watch a lot of Flavor of Love. Um, but there's something, like, even compared to this, Flavor of Love, it was super <laughs> exploitative. But there was something yeah. joyous about it. Like, it was... Yeah. There was a lot of gross representation, which I was talking about earlier, like, and that we still definitely, definitely have that. And I think maybe a lot of that is symptomatic of Flavor of Love. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they, uh, they didn't invent the idea, certainly, but they definitely perfected it, maybe. Uh, but it, it, they, they didn't go, like, to all of the women in the house, like, in Flavor of Love, like, look at these fucking dummies. You know what I mean? Like, there, yeah. there were certainly, yeah. like, goofy situations that were meant to... Uh, it embarrassed people who were making bad decisions, but it wasn't like minute one. Look at these fucking morons. Yeah, and that's and um, that's what this show does. And it's like uh, it sucks, man. I don't I don't want to give it another second of my day. Should we mention we're not we're not planning to discuss it on the show, but we are watching season two of Are You the One <laughs> right now? Uh, it's still very good. Um, they're doing oh, they're doing a lot better, a lot more successful at finding matches. That uh, the season. truth we were on episode seven, I think, and there have been uh, three truth booths successfully yeah. matched. And the last episode we watched, they had six beams. Yeah, so like they're kind of crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't love the people in the house as much as I. Season three had like, oh man, you had everybody in that house. Season two, like, uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. There's some good characters. There's a whole mechanic that is also kind of gross where there's an 11th woman in the house. Yeah. And she knows that she is part of a two-person match with one of the guys. So one of the guys has two women that they match with. And whoever matches with that guy in the truth booth, the other woman has to go home. And that seems like just like, hey, fuck you, women team. Yeah. Like you, you all have to be constantly worried about going home if one of these people matches. And every time there is a match, Christina has to worry that she's the one that's going to be going home because she's the other part of the match. Part of the reason I think they're more successful is there's no penalty for blackouts, so they're able to they've take a two. lot more risks. Yeah, between they've the t- learned so much from them. They've they've had two blackouts. They had one week where they only matched one person, and now they know who that one person is. So essentially, they've had three blackouts. Yeah. that they can use to like, they gotta fucking crack it, right? They would. Be- I think so. Well, I had somebody spoil for me. Oh Why no, they crack it. Um, <laughs> I I kind of want to spend the twenty bucks or whatever to watch season one. Oh man. 
I know it's a tough proposition, but Justin and Sydney are so crazy about it. I know. It. And also, we know that the, one of the people on season one gets married and has a baby. And it's like, I want to see that shit formulate, you know? All right. We'll talk about it. Uh, that's it for this episode. Um, Thank we, you guys for continuing to stick with us. I'm, I'm wondering if some people dropped out when we stopped covering The Bachelor. Yeah, probably. We can do. Um, what day is it? It is... Uh, a month to the day. We're recording this on the 23rd of April. May 23rd, I think, is when Bachelorette comes on. Uh, they I posted think so. The, did you see the first image with JoJo? What, just of her wearing a dress? They also uh, announced... USA Today ran this picture. USA Today ran this picture with the headline, Tear-Free JoJo Looks Stunning as the Star of the Bachelorette. Oh, God. <laughs> in, the, in the promo image for the Bachelorette, the woman's not crying. Can you believe that? <laughs> just look at her out there. She looks great. She looks great. Ready to have some fun. Ready to... Great arms. Great arms. Powerful mind. Um, they also announced Bachelor in Paradise will begin in August. Oh, that's going to be another break, huh? Well, that's fine, because that'll shorten the big, that that harsh winter break. Yeah. What are we even going like to fucking do? I don't know. I feel like we've watched all of the... All of the shows. I know that there are more shows, but I don't know if I could keep up this kind of pace of just just the dredges. What if we arrange our own... You know how wrestling has, like, amateur semi-pro circuits? Okay. What if we establish our own Austin local dating live show? Rachel's smiling right now. Give me two big thumbs up. <laughs> That's not true at all. So, so we identify the contestants and we force them we to date no, each we, other. We would not. We would cast them. We would cast them. Like, okay. People would come to us. Cast is another way of saying identify. Okay, but we would cast them. There would be a, an extensive casting process. We would have hot young singles or not, maybe old, <laughs> average-looking singles. Okay. Just like a, a, gra- a fucking grab bag, you know what I mean? Get as much diversity in there as we possibly can. And then maybe we do it at like the draft house and we can just get like, we just have, we just do speed dating, but everybody's got microphones so we can hear everything. So you're listening to like 12 dates going on all at the same time. And you have a little uh, clicker, you have like secret headphones and they've got a dial on them and you can switch between the 12 channels and listen to any of the conversations. And at the end, you have to guess who the matches are. <sighs> <laughs> Did you get some vitamin water sponsorship money that I didn't know about? Uh, no, I you know I haven't drank super water. T- that's like my my creed. He really I don't drink hasn't. That. Yeah, I don't. When drink we that started shit. doing Rose with a Z, buddies with a Z. I've been trying out new bevs. Maybe that'll be like what's Griffin drinking this week? That can be a new segment right yeah. now. It's Trader Joe's brewed ginger beer. Too sweet for me. Too sweet for Rachel. I love it. it gives me strong kidneys. <laughs> um, that's it for the show. Thank you for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next week. We'll let you know in the Facebook group, too. Go to the Facebook group, Rose Buddies. Is it just called Rose Buddies? I think it's just yeah. called Rose Buddies. It's on Facebook. We talk about what show we're going to watch next there. You Got can over... What are we at, like 4,000? I mean, it's over 2,000. I don't want to say, say four. Th- I'm going to say 4,000. It's not 4,000. 2,216 members. Halfway yeah. there. Halfway there. Over halfway there. Um... But that's it. It's going to do it for us. Until next time, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert. She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right reasons. Right reasons. Thank you.